Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast. And for further information about our center, or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. I'm feeling the love. (laughs) You know, the first song, the uh, feeling good song, was my wife and I's wedding song. And uh, we walked down the aisle to, to feeling good. But we were so nervous, we literally like ran down the aisle. <laughs> I mean, they had barely started the song. We were like down the aisle. And I had a pianist, we had hired a pianist, and he was amazing. And he was playing, you know, the, the Nina Simone song and everything, but you know, we're just standing up there awkwardly, like, uh. <laughs> and one of my friends, uh, Lucy Way, who's a, who's a minister now, she, she got up and she started singing the song, which was so, it was such a sweet memory for me. I just love that song. And I hope that you're feeling good today, and I claim and know that by the end of the service, you're going to be feeling even better than you are now. So, hey, how can it get any better than this? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) There is a story of an an old Hindu legend that originally all the humans were gods, but they didn't really appreciate or care about their godhood. And so Brahman, the chief god, decided that he was gonna take away their divinity and hide it from all the humans. And at first he thought, well, I'm gonna put it on top of a mountain. But you know, humans, they try and climb all those mountains, climb every mountain, so they climb all the mountains. So he decided, well, I'm gonna try and put it somewhere else. I'm gonna put it in a cave. I'm gonna put, put the divinity in a cave. And, but lo and behold, the humans are curious creatures, and so they went into the cave, and he was like, gosh, where can I put this? Well, maybe I'll put it, I'll put it in the water, you know? And, but then the humans, they like to go boating and swimming and all that stuff, and so they could find it pretty easily in the water. Then something came to him. He said, I'm going to put the divinity inside of them. They'll never find it. (laughs) And here we are, still looking. (laughs) But it's not just the divinity that's inside of us. It's what God's source is that is inside of us. And that is unconditional love. Unconditional love. That's pretty big thing that we're holding and a part of, unconditional love. I actually left my first faith community that I grew up in because I got dualistic messages. I I heard, God is love. And then I heard, God is sending you to hell for being gay. (laughs) And in my mind, it did not relate. Because how could God be unconditional if it's judging me for something that it birthed me as? And so I left. I I didn't know I was gay at the time, by the way. (laughs) But I did leave my, my former community because it had a sense of judgment that God is gonna judge me. If I don't do these rules that I was told I'm supposed to do, well, then I'm going to be judged. But God cannot be unconditional love and judgmental. 
It doesn't work that way. That would be a love on condition. It's unconditional love. So this is a first in a series of three talks. One this week is about divine love and really accepting that unconditional love as our life. And then next week, Kathy Ann's gonna talk about self-love. And the week after that is gonna be about loving your neighbor. So just the beginning of a three-week series. And the thing that I really want to impart to you is that divine love is truly unconditional and inside of you. It's like a garden hose, like God, source, divinity, whatever you call it, is like a garden hose, and it's just spraying love and joy everywhere. And we are the nozzle, and we have a choice to turn it on or turn it off. It's always present, always available, always flowing, but it's our choice. And I didn't really get the whole concept of, of unconditional love you know, I kind of got it, but then I met my wife. And there was parts of me that I didn't like, that she loved, and I just didn't get it. You know, like um, when I would cry, like a really big, messy cry, makeup streaming everywhere, she would tell me how beautiful I am. And, and I had never had anybody tell me that before. I was like, what? And then I'm, uh, I'm a, a night owl. You're second service. I'm guessing there's a few night owls here. <laughs> First service was like, I so don't relate. I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm a night owl, so I stay, I, I like to stay up late, and then I wake up sometimes early, like on Sundays. And I'm like really groggy and you know, bleary-eyed and everything. And she's like, I love my sleepy baby. I love you, you're so sweet. I'm just so precious in the morning when I'm like slow and can't think straight and all that stuff. And she just adores me. And that's just like, it kind of gave me a glimpse of how the infinite feels. A glimpse, a little reflection. A lot of people can, can consider unconditional love whenever they're imagining a baby and holding a baby, and that the, the infinite loves you like a baby with so much potential, so much uh, possibility inside of you. But then we live our lives, and we make mistakes, and then people tell us, like, oh, you're not worthy, and you're not lovable, and somebody told us that along the way, and then we listened to that message, and it wasn't the message from the infinite. It was the message from somebody else who heard that message, who heard that message, who just passed that message along and you believed them. But that's not how the infinite works. So one of the key principles of unconditional love, of divine love, is that non-judgmentalness. It does not hold grudges, it does not judge you. You don't need to ask its forgiveness because it never judged you in the first place. God does not forgive. Only humans need to forgive. God has no reason to forgive because that means that there was some judgment in the first place. And there is no judgment there. It is a judgment-free zone in the infinite presence of love. Now, I don't know, have you ever done anything hurtful? Have you ever behaved in a way that you're embarrassed about or you harmed another or yourself? I've done a few things. This is my taxi cab confessions. 
<laughs> Sunday service confession. So, so I've done some things in my life. Everybody thinks, oh, because you're a minister, then you've had a perfect life and you're living the, I am living the good life, but I've done some things, right? I've abused my body. I did hard drugs. I got a DUI. I've had uh, my former house in California, we had to give it up, we had to stop paying our mortgage, and I destroyed my credit. It took me 10 years. It took me 10 years to get the DUI off my record. It took me 10 years to get the really bad credit off my record until I could finally buy a house when I moved here a couple of years ago. A year and a half ago, I finally bought a house <laughs> with good credit, but it took me a long time. I've done things. I've said things to people that has hurt their feelings, whether intentional or not. I have caused harm. And I don't know if you've done any of those things or you have your own laundry list of things where you might find a little dark spot in your heart about yourself. But I want you to know that the infinite doesn't see any darkness at all. That there is only light. That you're seen and loved and adored unconditionally. Even you. Even me. Even all the worst people you can think of in the entire history of humankind, even Hitler, the infinite loves unconditionally. And that's a hard pill to take, but you, if you think, you know, people have done some really harmful things or I've done some really harmful things, and yet at the same time, I am worthy of love. I am deserving of love. I'm not only worthy and deserving, it adores me. When I wake up all sleepy and grumpy and when I'm crying, it says, oh, you're the most precious one. And it's good to remember that. It's good to remember that because we need to let, I wanted to say, all that little dark spot, you need to let that shit go. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Because the only person who's holding on to that is you because the infinite God source is not holding on to that at all. Truly, today can be a brand new day. It can be a day of freedom. It can be a day of realizing that you are born holy and that you are the inheritors of that love and it is here to flow through you today. There's a story I found called The Son of Odudua, is from the African tradition of the Yoruba people of Nigeria. And according to Yoruba mythology, Odudua was a father of all the Yoruba people, and he was the first king of the nation. And he had a lot of sons, a lot of sons. And one of his sons, Ogbi Ogun, was known for his stubbornness and his waywardness and wanting to do everything for himself. Now one day, Obi Ogun, he grew tired living under the rule of his king, of his father, and he decided to strike it out on his own, and he took his portion of his kingdom and all his wealth, and he went off and he squandered it, and he lived luxuriously, and he ate so much he could barely breathe, and he just loved having everything, and he just thought about himself. And then one day, 
a famine came to the country. And he lost it all. And he had nothing. And he felt really bad that he had nowhere else to go except back home to his father. So he went home to his father and he dropped down on his knees and he told his father, Father, I am so sorry. I lost everything. And I only thought about myself and here I am. I'm so ashamed to be your son and ask your forgiveness. And the father said, my son, you are of my blood. You are always welcome here. I love you unconditionally, and I welcome you back into the kingdom. And I love that story because isn't that like all of us? Sometimes we lose ourselves. Sometimes we get a little lost in life. And yet, while this story has a father, it's just the infinite, the infinite that has no gender. It is pure love itself is always there welcoming us with its arms wide open saying, you are mine, most precious one, and you are welcome into the house. So remember that. Maybe you're having that kind of time in your life right now. Maybe you've lost yourself, and that's why you came here today. Or maybe you realize that you need to remember that you are the love of this world, that you are the nozzle of that hose, and that you can turn it back on if you've turned it off. But the deal is, is this is not a one-way street. You gotta keep that hose clear. Sometimes there's a kink in the hose. And the kinks are when we have those places within ourselves of unforgiveness, or the places with thoughts and beliefs that are harmful, and actions that harm others or ourselves. Those are all the kinks in our hose. So we're gonna do a little exercise with you. I want you to be available to unclog your hose right here and clear out any blockages. Simple exercise, you can do this anytime, but right now I want you to sit and close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And I want you to visualize yourself surrounded by a warm, bright light. It represents divine love. Imagine the light filling your body and every single cell, all of your organs, your muscles. And if there's any part of you where you feel like there's a little dark spot where you haven't forgiven yourself or you're holding on to that as if it's not a holy place to be, I want you to let it go and imagine that light illuminating even that little dark spot. And I want you to put your hands over your heart and repeat after me. I am filled with divine love. I am surrounded by divine love. I am one with divine love. Again, I am filled with divine love. I am surrounded by divine love. I am one with divine love. 
One more time. I am filled with divine love. I am surrounded by divine love. I am one with divine love. And I want you to take your hand off from your heart and hold it out. Hold your hands out. And just imagine that love is now your hose is turned on, it's clean and clear, and you're sending that love to all the people around you. Imagine the person in front of you and behind you, to the right of you and to the left of you. Imagine the person who's next door to you and in the city, and I want you to just spread your love all the way around this planet especially sending your love to those who are in Turkey and Syria right now who've just gone through a huge earthquake and any places on the planet where there's war or disharmony. Just imagine the light of that love spreading and touching and infusing each and every one of those people. And now I want you to gather that love back into your heart. And repeat this one more time. I am filled with divine love. I am surrounded by divine love. I am one with divine love. And I spread divine love. And take a deep breath in and breathe it out. You know, Emma Curtis Hopkins said that love, divine love, is the most powerful force in the entire universe and nothing can stand in its way. And that is who I invite you to be today, is to be that force for good in the world. That's our vision. We are a force for good in the world. You've probably heard us say that before here at Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. But what does that mean? What does that really mean? That means that we are a force for love in the world. There's one more story that I want to tell you, and it's a Buddhist tradition about a man named Maitreya. Now, Maitreya was a monk. He was a Buddhist monk, and he was a man of love. And Maitreya went from city to city, town to town, village to village, to talk to people about the truth of their being and awakening to their divine love. And he was famous wide and far. And one day he came to this village, and Maitreya was, was confronted by a villager who was like, oh my God, there's this terrible dragon who's in our village and he's eating people and blowing his fire around and burning our village and can you help us, Maitreya? Maitreya said, yes, I can, but you need to go to a safe space and get out of my way. They were like, okay, okay. So the villagers went to their safe space, wherever that was, and Maitreya gathered a whole bunch of food and he brought it over and he gave it to the dragon. And now the dragon was like ready to make him a barbecue, actual Maitreya barbecue, and eat him. But he realized that Maitreya was bringing him food. Now that hadn't happened before to this dragon. And he only knew 
about those evil people that would always fight and terrorize him. And so he was always on the defensive. And he would always, you know, just defend himself and, and they would always attack him and he never had any good reason for being there. But this one Buddhist monk that gave him food said, I see you. I see you, dear dragon. And he gave him the food and the dragon ate the food. And the Buddhist monk said, this is not who you are, dragon. I see the magnificent power in you. What if you shifted that power and you used it to keep the villagers safe instead of turning on them? And the dragon thought about it and he had never heard of any other way of being with any other village. He just knew that as a dragon, he was supposed to you know, breathe fire, eat people. He didn't know that there was another possibility. But lo and behold, Maitreyam opened him to his greatest good. And so he said, of course, I will do that. And, and Maitreya went to the villagers and they came out and they were ready to like, you know, take over the dragon. And Maitreya says, no, no, he is here to help you. Let us learn to work together. And from that moment on, Maitreya was the village supporter and the people always brought him food and fed him and you know, the food tastes better than the human, so why not, you know? That's how it goes in the land of dragons. And they all ended up being happy together. But we might see ourselves as a dragon. We might have only been taught a certain way of being in the world. We may not even know that there's another way. That's why Jesus, when he was hanging on the cross, people were crucifying him. They were like, Father, forgive them. They know what they do. He was saying, they're doing actions that they don't even know are harming themselves. And we do that sometimes too. So I invite you to consider what you're willing to leave and give up today. What way of being that you're not even forgiving yourself for that you'd like to let go of. Because the Buddha taught, hatred does not cease hatred. Only love does that. And remember that divine love is non-judgmental, which means it never judged you in the first place, and it's not judging you now. So perhaps you might be willing to accept the unconditional love of the divine into your life today. It's always been there waiting for you to just say yes and open yourself to it. And recognize that divine love is not a one-way street, it's a two-way street. And we gotta clear out the kinks. We gotta let go of those thought patterns and those behaviors and those ways of being that kink up the flow of love in our lives. And it gives us an opportunity to really open our nozzle and let the love flow and spread to the people around us. So I wonder what limiting beliefs you have that you're willing to let go of. And let today be the day where you leave them behind. And recognize that love is the most powerful force in the universe, and nothing can stand in its way. And so consider today, how can you be a force for love in the world today? 
And how can you spread that nozzle of joy and goodness all around you? And take that with you as you go today and consider that maybe you might just feeling you might just be feeling good by the end of the day because of who you are. And so let us pray. Let us open our nozzles. Let us say yes. Say yes. All right. <laughs> and let us warm up to that infinite spirit of God's source, lover divine that flows through each and every one of us that we are here to be that open, available vessel channel of that divine love. That truly today is a day of releasing, of surrendering, of letting go of all those ways of being, of letting the dragon in us surrender and become the protector of love instead of the hater. And I recognize and know that today that there is something stirring within each and every one of us that is a compulsion for good out into the world. That truly we have awakened to see and to be and to hear a new way. That our divinity shines through. Because today I put a little love in my heart. And I'm so grateful to be loved by the beloved, to know that this is a holy place that I stand in, to know that this is a holy body that I'm a part of, to know that this holy space was created for me right here, right now, this very day is my day to be that full-on expression of love and to just say yes to it. I welcome it, I claim it, I accept it, I know it on my behalf and on everybody who's here, wherever you are, knowing that this is a day to celebrate. I love it, I accept it, I am it, and so it is. So